Welcome to the Manhood Podcast. Season two. Little Shaka Khan in the background. Once you get started, oh, it's so hard to stop. And yes, now that we've been through season one, it is hard to stop. We could not stop without going into season two. Thank you for listening. Manhood. My logo says manhood. Being a provider, protector, procreator, promise keeper. It's named Manhood 1. My last name is Man 2. You should be a man before you become a father. You should have established yourself, have a job, have a vision, have a purpose in your life before you start procreating and having children so that you can provide for them. We cover that in, in season one of the podcast, some of the things that a father should do. This season, I hope to cover how we leave a mark on our children's lives. Some good marks, some bad marks. Uh, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, I'm not going to dictate as to what fatherhood is or what a good father is or a bad father is. I believe that there are two of the most important things that we do in life. We don't have a manual for, we don't have any training for. Many times we don't even read a book about it. The first one is being a spouse, being a husband, being a wife. We just kind of do it. We come in with ideas and thoughts from our parents and believe that, okay, I'm not going to do what they did in this instance, but I am going to do what they did in that instance. And you have two people coming in with those ideas, and sometimes they crash into each other and don't really make sense. And you have to kind of figure it out for yourselves what works and what doesn't work. The second thing is being a parent. <laughs> there is no manual for it. I'd like to take the opportunity with this podcast to discover what is a good parent? And in this case, what is a good father? And uh, we asked the question in season one, kind of dealt with it. Um, there are ideal ideals in our mind as to what a good father should be. You know, typically we think of a, a husband and a wife together, having a child, raising that child together, having the same goals and ambitions for that child being on the same page, more or less, with that child. Oh, we want to send him to private school. <laughs> Listen, my, my late wife and I, she wanted to send the kids to private school. I did not want to send the kids to private school. We clashed on this. There's no manual to figure it out. And what's right for one child, same, <laughs> I got four kids. All of them are made with the same DNA, same biological material from my late wife and from myself. They are all very, very different. They have to be treated differently. They need different things. So there is no cookie cutter. Throughout the podcast, we discover what is it. We deal with non-ideal relationships. Season one, we dealt with Brother Barry Malone. He came on and talked about how he's been to court over 30 times just trying to get visitation of his son. There are lots and lots of stories like that. We try and cover them and just, just be real about it. What is it like to be uh, a father? Got some exciting guests that will be coming on uh, in uh, this, this season of the podcast. 
Um, and there's no judgment zone. Um, we take it as it comes. And we try and pull out the good pieces of it, kind of eat the fish and spit out the bones. And, and just that. The things that are no good, things that would damage a child, stay away from those things. But let's try and figure out what it is that makes for a good father. One of my boys and I, we were out eating uh, at a restaurant. And we hadn't seen each other in 20 years. We talk on the phone all the time um, for, for a whole whole other reason. As you know, I'm a, I'm a widower. He's a widower. Uh, we have a group uh, that supports uh, widowers. Uh, probably about seven or eight of us, we get together once a week, and we, we talk. We talk about our feelings, emotions, talk about the things that we have gone through. I went through this 12 years ago. Some of them are very new to it. So some things that I went through, I can help them with. Uh, and I'm learning some thing, things from them. So we got together. We went out to eat. And we're just talking up a storm. Waitress came by two or three times. Are you ready to order? Are you ready to order? No. There was a woman at the table behind us sitting by herself, ear hustling on everything we talked about. And then she turned around and got into the conversation. And we were talking, and a lot of it centered around uh, being a father, being a husband, uh, being a widower. And she just picking up on all of this stuff. Two brothers just talking. And she got into the conversation. And she shared with us that as a young woman, a young child, I want to say, somewhere between 9 and 11 years old, she was being sent to someone's house she didn't say it was a neighbor or a relative and had been molested repeatedly. Now, part of being a father is being a, a protector. She didn't tell her father what was going on for fear of what he would do. We might take an episode and talk about that. Uh, children not sharing with their parents what's going on with them and how it it cripples us. It keeps us from being the parent that we need to be and giving them the help that they need. Not good at all. We, we could spend a whole lot of time about that, but keep moving on. And so she never told her dad. She said she had a good dad. He was always home, always providing um, in and out of the house. Just, just a, a good dad is what she said. And we can dissect that all we want to as to what a good dad and a bad dad was. But what he did, he cheated on her mother repeatedly. So this young woman watched her mother's heart be broken over and over and over again. The arguments and everything else. And she said to us that because of that and because of the molestation, she could not trust a man. That she had been in some good relationships with some good men and she would not open up to them and when they got too close, she would push them away. That's her reliving her trauma from her, her past, her childhood, over and over again. Very successful woman. From all, you know, uh, objective standards, 
she had been to school. She was working on her doctorate degree. Matter of fact, she had her laptop out and she was working on something for her doctorate degree while we were sitting there talking. She had a good job. She was making good money from, you know, what she expressed to us in that in that conversation. She had two children. A little bit of a caution flag for me. She her two children were not living with her. They were living with her mother. I don't know anything about that. Did not ask a whole lot of details about that. But here is a woman who seemed to have it all together. But could not because of trauma that happened to her when she was a child. One, the molestation to the father not doing what she expected him to do. But uh, seeing the father cause trauma on the mother, which caused trauma on her. We are not destined to live out the trauma that happened to us when we were children. Yes, it presents a unique challenge for all of us. If that had never happened, there would be nothing pulling her away from these men that were in her life. I won't say nothing, but at least that would not be the reason that was something was pulling her away, causing her to be cautious with her heart, not to share with these men, but to push them away when they got too close. So I do believe sometimes things like that happen. You know, you, I, I know people who grew up without a father and they are excellent fathers. I mean, pardon not that absence of a father caused them to go even harder when they had children. And then I know people who did not have a father in their life. And they became absentee fathers as well. So it can go either way. You're not destined to repeat the pattern that's already been set for you by, by your father. And I, and I say that to say this. As fathers, we don't want to cause trauma in our children's lives. We want to be that provider, that protector, procreator, promise keeper. This woman, her father, did not keep the promises, the vows he made to her mother. Not to her. You know, listen, there's some, I think Kirk Franklin talks about his father never coming to see him. He would get dressed up and sit out on the curb, sit out by the mailbox, waiting for his father to show up. And when the evening, he'd be out there all day long. And when the evening came and his father had not shown up, his grandmother would get him and bring him back in the house and he would be heartbroken. So it wasn't a promise broken directly to her, but it was a promise broken to her mother that in turn broke her heart as well. So as fathers, we have to be very careful with what we do. We can't be selfish about it. It will affect those children. Now it's affecting the grandchildren, because they seem to be growing up without a father full-time present in their life, like her father was, and also without their mother in their life. Emotionally, she may have trouble bonding with her children as well. She didn't go into great detail as to how long her, her children had been living with uh, her mother, with their grandmother, but Neither mother nor father were full time in these children's lives at the time of this conversation. Remember, it was just conversation at a restaurant and she was ear hustling 
probably should have been mind her own business, but it it gave me something to think about as far as being a father, being being that present man and how even being present but not being faithful to the mother caused trauma on the child. And we don't know his story. Many times you have men who have trauma and we don't talk about it. We act it out in destructive ways, unfortunately, destructive to ourselves and destructive to the people around us. And in this case, I don't, I don't know for sure what, why he was acting this way. If that was the case, he was being destructive to his children and now it's affecting his grandchildren. It has a ripple effect. So if we walked away with anything today, be the promise keeper that you need to be in front of your children. Don't be like Kurt Franklin's dad. Have them sitting out there on the curb, waiting and waiting and waiting and never showing up. Listen, we're going to have a great time in season two of the podcast. I've got some really great guests lined up. If you're listening, uh, we are available on all different streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple podcast, uh, Google podcast. Uh, tune in, you, you name it. We're, we're out there on, on all of these. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, I appreciate you. And I look forward to sharing with you over this next, next season of the podcast. Thank you.